Good afternoon. This is the Tomorrow Christian Today, reading Numbers 24. This is a continuing saga about Balaam. But first and always, we pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for showing us uh, a history, Lord, of what has happened in the past with your people and make us your people today in real time and the future, Lord. The future is coming when you are going to come to the world in Revelation 1 verse 7 and you are going to bust up the world and then the paths of unrighteousness will be destroyed and those who would like who want to walk in the path of righteousness that you have created will live forever with you face to face it's a joy it's a hope it's a promise and it's a reality that will come as surely as i'm sitting here so bless us now bless me as i read your word give me the holy spirit help me able to discern truth from lies and wickedness and fill us with the spirit which is love joy and peace lord the external world with its external circumstances and its trying circumstances and the, tr- the trials and darts of the devil would not affect us in our hearts where you where you are thank you for being our god and our king help us now as we read your word lord give us strength and discernment i ask in your name amen as i said to you before i read this i was very curious about this guy because you know i haven't really read this story um, in great detail before, but I remember reading it and thinking, this guy is saying all the right things. But I also did a lookup of his name in a in an online phone app that I have, Strong's Concordance, and it has 59 references to his name. And I just want to say that in, that he does die. It says this in Numbers 31, verse 8, that he is actually killed when they go against the Midianites. Joshua also mentions the fact that God says, so Joshua says that God says in chapter 24, God says he would not hearken to Balaam. So God is talking to Balaam, but he is, but he says that he's not listening to Balaam and that, and that um, God would not hearken. So God would not go along. So there's definitely something of, of all of this where Balaam is allowed his choices and Balaam is driving certain choices and God won't go along with it. And in the New Testament, it mentions his name that um, to go in the way of Balaam is unrighteousness because Balaam wanted rewards. He wanted money. And it really made me think of Second Peter 2 where it says, Do not allow false prophets to make you merchandise. Do not be inside a denomination or a business or a church that is trying to sell you the books of someone who says that they are a prophet. And that's exactly what it was in my old denomination. They said they're people of the book, and yet they put this false pea prophet woman, and they said that she has divine inspiration. And during the sermon, they even quote from her books. So the thing is, uh, they say one thing, but they do something else. That's called hypocrisy and lies. And the people at the top, uh, who are at the top of the church or top of the food chain, right, who are making the big bucks, are supposed to be the shepherds and leaders on earth of the other people and they're supposed to lead them in the right way so it's going to be on them but it's also the people who are following along who should know better who should get their bibles and get on their knees and throw aside the narcissism and say lord is this the right way is this what you want and really consult your and really consult god's um god's book did i do that i did not I waited till I was 53, 52 years old before I started to read. And um, as a result of reading the Bible and coming to different conclusions, 
I said that we are in a wrong church and it didn't go over well with the partner. It didn't go over well with her. So should I have done this before when I was young, before I made any decisions? I absolutely should have. There are repercussions to not consulting God's word. And the older you get, it may be harder. I'm not, I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm, I'm saying that God did it. And it's better to have been done than not to have been done at all. But to do it when you're younger is better than when you're older. Because when you're older, you're, you've got more things established. And when you put Jesus first, you're going to break a lot of stuff. A lot of people are going to get reshuffled into um, a lower priority than they were because Jesus has to be top priority. And they're not going to like it one little bit. It's serious business. But as I read this... Um, it seems to me that this guy was doing what is right. He was being called on to curse Israel by someone else. But the Bible says that he was the false prophet. He was money hungry. He wanted things. And he used God to, to get what he wanted. And the Bible says that he died by the hand of the Israelites. So let's read. Numbers 24. By now Balaam realized that the Lord was determined to bless Israel. So he did not resort to divination as before. Wow. So it didn't seem from the passages we read, Numbers 22 and Numbers 23, that he was doing divination. Didn't mention anything about divination. It just seemed that he was having a chat with God. But now it says divination. And I don't know, divination to me is usually negative. It's usually you're going through an alternative spiritual pathway. It's like the occult, right? There are two things to, uh, there are two things to going not God's way. Do as you will and the occult. And this sound, divination sounds like the occult. And it reminds me of that story about the witch of Ender where she calls up the prophet Samuel and he comes from the ground. Some people think that that's a spirit masquerading as Samuel and some people think it's actually Samuel and there's arguments to and fro. But that witch also used divination. But my friend said to me, well, it can't be a spirit because they, they predicted accurately that, that Saul was going to die. And he did die the next day, just the way they said. I thought spirits could not tell the future. My own argument, and I can't prove if this is false or true, because really, I can't prove this, is that maybe those guys said, okay, we've said something, we're going to make it happen tomorrow. So all you demon hordes, make sure you're on Saul and his three kids and make them make sure they get killed because I just told this lady that they were going to get killed, so you better make it happen, so everybody thinks that she actually called up the prophet of Samuel. I really don't know. It's just my belief. It's just a hermeneutic. My belief uh, could be wrong. It probably is. And the hill to die on is not what I think. It's what God says. But, I'm but it is very intriguing when you read this first sentence. It says, did not resort to divination as before. Instead, he turned and looked out towards the wilderness where he saw the people of Israel camped, tribe by tribe. Then the Spirit of God came upon him, and this is the message he delivered. So this is saying that he's got the Spirit of God, even though he's kind of a false prophet and wants money and is clearly for himself. He has something is coming upon him, some, some spiritual voice. This is the message of Balaam, son of Beor, the me message of the man whose eyes see clearly. So... <clears throat> I don't know, did he write this? He thinks he sees clearly. Uh, maybe he's woke. Is, is he woke? If he's a false prophet and he thinks he sees clearly, then we're sarcastically going to call him woke. 
The message of one who hears the words of God, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who bows down with eyes wide open. Well, the false prophet lady of the former church I was in, she said she was speaking for God. She says she saw the Sabbath glowing in the Ten Commandments in some kind of ark in heaven. She saw Jesus go from a holy place to the most holy place in 1844, an event that nobody can, can um, prove or disprove, an event that is not registered in their Bible, in the, in the, in the Bible at all. So whether this is his, whether this is Balaam's rendition, he sounds pretty confident of himself. Maybe he's lying. Maybe he thinks that God is speaking to him because that lady thought that God was speaking to her and he wasn't. It says the message of the one who hears the words of God, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who bows down with eyes wide open. How beautiful are your tents, O Jacob? How lovely are your homes, O Israel? They spread before me like palm groves, like gardens by the riverside. They are like tall trees planted by the Lord like cedars beside the waters. Water will flow from their buckets. Their offspring have all they need, have all they need. Their king will be greater than a gag. Their kingdom will be exalted. God brought them out of Egypt. For them, he is as strong as a wild ox. He devours all the nations that oppose him, breaking their bones in pieces, shooting them with arrows. Like a lion, Israel crouches and lies down. Like a lioness who dares to arouse, who dares to arouse her? Blessed is everyone who blesses you, O Israel, and cursed is everyone who curses you. Well, you know, it sounds pretty truthful for me, whether he's making it up or some demon is talking to him or God or God is actually talking to this man, even though he's gone rogue. This sounds very true. Don't mess with Israel. Do not me anyone who messes with Israel pays a price. King Balak flew into a rage against Balaam. Well, he's, this guy's certainly brave. If stupid, he's certainly brave because he's telling this guy um, exactly the truth, even though he's under this King Balak's power. And King Balak reminds me of the king of Babylon, which is the devil. A guy who's evil, demonic, malevolent, uh, complete grandiose narcissist, and a guy who's got a more demonic than, he's got Jezebel control qualities. He's not getting what he wants out of the false prophet, so he's, uh, he's not liking what he's hearing, okay? He angrily clapped his hands and shouted, I called you to curse my enemies. Instead, you have blessed them three times. Three times. Now get out of here. Go back home. I promise to reward you richly, but the Lord has kept you from your reward. So he's invoking the Lord too. So he's, he's saying Lord. Maybe he's talking about a different Lord. He says the Lord, but he's talking about a different Lord. Now, I don't have the Hebrew in front of me, so I don't know if maybe the Hebrew would say the Lord that he's talking about is actually God. It's like the same word. I have no idea. Or maybe it's just a word for God. Balaam told Balak. Balaam, Balak, Baal. Man, these, these names are killing me. It's all the same. Don't you remember what I told your messengers? I said, even if Balak were to give me his palace filled with silver and gold, I would be powerless to do anything against the will of the Lord. I told you that I could say only what the Lord says. Boy, he sure sounds like he has integrity, doesn't he? Hey, I got standards, I got scruples, and even though I'm a false rogue prophet, and the Bible says later on that I get killed because I went the way of Balak, which is uh, greed and wrongness, and even though God says he wasn't actually listening to me, I sure am saying, quote, something that's good, unquote. Now I'm returning to my own people, but first let me tell you what the Israelites will do to your people in the future. Oh, wow. This guy's going to prophesy the future now. Oh, he's a false prophet. It's not going to sound good. Well, you know what? It's funny. The demons did bless Jesus, did they not? 
they seem to know we know who you are son of god the holy one of israel so even demons who were bad spoke the truth when jesus uh, cast them out of people okay the devil knows uh who the right god is it says even the de even the demons know and tremble if the demons can acknowledge god it's time maybe the people should the one true god it does say every knee shall bow. So at the very, very end, even the devil is going to get down and say, you're more righteous than me. Then he's going to get up and die in Revelation 20, 10 to 12. That's just my opinion. Uh, I don't tell you what to think. I ask you to think about what I tell you. I guess I talk more than I read. But the whole point of this all was to read God's word. But you know, when you read God's word, it does amaze you. Derek Prince was right. He said, I determined to read the whole Bible from start to finish and put aside my pride and preconceived notions. And he said, if you haven't been amazed, you haven't read your Bible. If you haven't been astounded, you haven't read your Bible. So sometimes when I read this, I'm really astounded. So I guess I'm doing the right thing because this is quite amazing to me. This guy's actually saying truth, even though he's declared to be false and rogue afterwards. This is the message Balaam delivered. This is the message of Balaam, son of Beor, the message of the man whose eyes see clearly. Wow, he's for a guy who's woke. He doesn't think he's woke. He thinks he's pretty awake in the truest sense of the word. But again, maybe that's what the devil thinks. The devil thinks he's actually smarter than God. He thinks that, hey, I can take the people higher. Just, you know, we're not getting what we want out of you, so I'll, I'll take them higher. Sorry, this is my, uh, you know. <clears throat> and, he, and he obviously conceived a huge number of the angels to follow him. So he was quite crafty and skillful with words, lying and deceiving. Maybe at the time the devil thought he wasn't lying and deceiving anybody. Maybe he thought he was a freedom fighter. Maybe he thought he was fighting against the dictator in the sky, namely God. Very, very interesting. Can you be so muddled up that the road, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, but you still go to hell even though you have, quote, good intentions? Because this guy sounds like he has really good intentions. Verse 16, the message of one who hears the words of God, who, ha who has knowledge from the Most High, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who bows down with eyes wide open. I thought there was a movie with Tom Cruise, Eyes Wide Shut. Anyways, I see him, but not here and now. We see God, but we can't see him with our senses because he said to Moses, if you see my face, you're going to die. I perceive him, but far in the distant future. Ooh, a star will rise from Jacob, a star, the stars of the sky, a morning star. Wow. A scepter will emerge from Israel. It will crush the foreheads of Moab's people, cracking the skulls of the people of Sheph. Edom will be taken over it, and Seir, its enemy, will be conquered while Israel marches on in triumph. A ruler will rise in Jacob who will destroy the survivors of Ur. Then Balaam looked over towards the people of Amalek. Weren't these the giant guys? They were like the big guys, you know, like eight feet tall, ten feet tall. These are the guys who intimidated Israel, when Israel went on a scouting party, and then 10 of them said, we ain't going to be able to take these boys down. They're really tall. Hit him at the knees. Hit him at the knees. Then Balaam looked over towards the people of Amalek and delivered this message. Amalek was the greatest of nations, but its destiny is destruction. He's actually telling these people the truth. The scepter, well, I, to me, the scepter is Jesus the Christ. He's coming out of Israel and his kingdom will rule over all and no, nobody will be able to destroy it or smash it. That's what Daniel said when, the, when that rock hit the base of the big statue. He said, somebody is coming who is greater than me, who will, not, who will subdue nations, 
but he himself will never be subdued. This guy's saying the same thing. This guy's predicting the eschaton of Genesis. Verse 21, then he looked over towards the Kenites and delivered this message. Your home is secure. Your nest is set in the rocks, but the Kenites will be destroyed when Assyria takes you captive. Verse 23, wow, what a deflating moment for this Balak dude. Balaam concluded his message by saying, alas, who can survive unless God has willed it? God says, without me, you can do nothing. You can't even survive. Ships will come from the coast of Cyprus. They will oppress Assyria and afflict Eber, but they too will be utterly destroyed. Then Balaam and Balak, so this king didn't even touch him, because you know what, these are not nice words. This king could have killed the good dude, but he didn't do that. Then Balaam and Balak returned to their homes. And they did not live happily ever after. Thanks for listening. Thank you for indulging me. The word of God is supreme. Thanks for listening.